Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. F boy, F high. Yes, we're here with a bonus episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. And of course, it's about F-Boy Island. It's the HBO Max reality show that sounds like a 30 Rock subplot that culminates in Jack Donahue winning Sweeps Week, but it's actually real. It's so real. And thank F for that. You know, we had to watch, we had to discuss. And today we're recapping the first three episodes of the season, which just dropped this week. We're so excited. We obviously had to enlist some help in sorting out the bad boys from the good guys. And we are joined today by the hilarious hosts of Watch What Crappens, Ben Mandelker and Ronnie Karam. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Hey. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's so cool to be here. Let's start by laying out the premise of this show. We have three women who are ostensibly there to find love by sorting out the F-boys from the nice guys. There are 12 of each for 24 total dudes. And... I guess they just have to ask the guy, like, they just ask the guys, like, are you an F-boy? And the guys are like, yes, I am. Like, they're very clearly categorized. And I don't know, what did you guys think about this, this structure? Well, first, I'm very confused as to why on HBO they cannot say fuck. I thought this was. I think maybe it's for marketing. It, maybe they they knew it's they'd have some marketing challenges. Yeah. Like they might yeah. not get a write up in the New York Times if it was just called a fuckboy island. <laughs> okay, fine. Imagine fine. the New York Times would be like the show, an expletive that cannot be mentioned in this paper, boy. Like they would yeah. find the most ludicrous way to write around it. Well, first of all, I've you know I know lots of fuckboys. Okay, 
Um, love them. Love their work. I think they they can they actually contribute a lot to our society, uh, my society at least. But you know, no fuck boy says he's a fuck boy. And then yeah. the ones that do say they're a fuck or that they're not a fuck boy, they are fuck boys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys are not working out to this extreme for your health. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not believing that you're doing this for your knee health. You're doing it so your penis can get a workout. So that's the basic premise. They're all fuck boys. Yeah, I think that there's a fundamental flaw. I agree completely with Ronnie. There's a fundamental flaw in this show, which is that no fuckboy will ever acknowledge, probably doesn't even know or can admit to himself that he's a fuckboy. That's why I'm a student of Love Island, because Love Island and Love Island UK especially, it's kind of the same thing, which is which of these guys is going to be a fuckboy, because most of them will be. And you watch them say all the right things and convince themselves they're not fuckboys. And guess what? They turn out to be fuckboys, and and it really gets the heart of the issue in a, in a very special and British way. <laughs> that was Ben's Love Island propaganda that he's trying to spread all over the world. <laughs> Look, okay, that I was tried. Ridiculous. It's too much content. Too I much appreciate content. your your promo, but we're <laughs> here to so talk good. about yeah. the show at hand, Ben. I mean, Fboy <laughs> Island really is like making explicit the fundamental question of all of these dating reality shows: who is here for the right reasons? And they have yes. to like gamify that by pre-designating the the right reasons and wrong reasons, guys, and then turning it into a little treasure hunt. Yeah, and it's like is that really how people work? I'm skeptical of that. Also, if you want to know if someone's a fuckboy, you check their phone. Okay, it's very easy. Do I have to train everybody how to do this? You don't ask them questions. And then you're asking a bunch of stupid people questions, and they think they're going to really get to know somebody because they're like, what do you like to do? Work out? Me too. Oh, my God. It can't be a fuckboy, can he? <laughs> I sort of enjoy the uh, false lines being drawn, although I wish that they had not used the nice guy terminology because I feel like they missed – the entire it, like extended internet discourse in like 2012 where right. we learned that if you say you're a nice guy, you're like really you're terrible. You're like, yeah, you're like bad. an incel who's only yeah, not exactly. getting laid. Yeah, you know, like you're some <laughs> men's, right, men's rights activist. Totally. Oh my God. What if they had to weed out the MRAs? <laughs> That's actually a great idea for a TV show. <laughs> because they call themselves nice guys, but that one of the first guys that gets kicked off, you can't tell me that that guy is not like at least, at the very least, he doesn't pinch your arm a little too tight when you say something at a party. You know, he looks like he looks abusive. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go with emotionally abusive because I can't get sued for that. But he's oh, at boy. the very least emotionally abusive can't wait to hear who this is about yeah and also by the way like i feel like every so we've learned a lot about fuckboys from bravo because that's our that's our bread and butter is that we watch shows like summer house vanderpump rules and others where there's just like fuckboys on display all the time and the number one thing they do is they talk about how they are like nice guys right like that's their big lure like uh, like carl from summer house like you know i'm just a a nice guy i love my mom i love my mom like that's the number one thing (laughs) so i actually don't think that's a proper dichotomy fuckboy versus nice guy right it should be just like fuckboy versus monogamous maybe i don't know what it would be but um or, or someone who's into commitment i don't know what the right term is but nice boy is not it Any woman who has dated straight men knows that these categories are really fluid. There is not a binary Mm -hmm. when it comes to fuckboy and nice guy. But for the purposes of this show, we will imagine that there is one. Ultimately, the women will winnow down the pack, and then the finalists and the three women get to choose love or money. Um, So ultimately, the women as well may prove to be fuck girls. Right. 
Could that happen. would be shocking. Could happen. <laughs> right. Women that can would do be those girls. That's no, feminism. No way. Not no CJ. way. Not these girls. Yeah, I think everybody on this show is like in it to fuck. If I look like that, I would be fucking right now. I would be doing this on a microphone <laughs> while I was fucking. Okay. Right. Do you think we're doing this because like we want to, or because we're not hot enough to be fucking right now? Obviously, it's the latter. Yeah, we have podcasts. Okay. Yeah. What does that tell you? <laughs> Uh, okay, so I want to talk about Nikki Glazer as the host. I, for one, uh, was refreshed by the fact that they had a woman hosting this dating show. I'm a fan. Yeah, I also, love she was wearing a lot of Reformation dresses. <laughs> uh, just want to point that out. It's neither also, here nor there, but relatable. We also love Nikki Glazer's stylist. Uh, <laughs> that's that's another thing. I thought her tone was like absolutely. Perfect for what Perfect. this show is. I was obsessed. I agree. I love that she tells them off. Um, she totally looks down upon them, um, but in a fun <laughs> way that they can get behind. You know, I dig her. I think she's doing great. I feel like she's like yeah. working out some issues by doing the show. <laughs> like she's the executive producer. So it's not like she doesn't want to be there. She actively is. She's an active part of the show. I think she's like, okay, I'm going to get revenge on so many guys who wronged me in my 20s. And I support that. Yeah. She's like, my thing is I want to tell off fuck boys. Like, Figure out whatever you need to figure out to make that happen for me. Like, we'll build a show around that. <laughs> and I do think it's the heart of the show. I love when she comes to the the um, F-boys who have been eliminated and gives them therapy. Um, but I also just love that she's being funny with them. Like, the, everyone on the cast is, like, invited into the tone of of her humor. It's not like a little narration superimposed over the events of the show. Right. I thought it made the whole thing, like, warmer in a way, even though she's being, like, hugely bitchy to them most of the time. Yeah, and they love it, even though they, they're, they're all kind of dumb, and they don't really know what she's <laughs> saying half the time. Yeah, I love I that, too. It. They don't get the joke. Like, she has to say more than once, uh, yeah, that's the joke. Okay, yeah. that's the joke. And they don't get it, but they, they like being roasted. <laughs> yeah, and I like that she brought back, again, like the mid-aughts cheesy elimination lines. I mean, she actually has two, which is pretty impressive, which is F-boy... Wait, what was F-boy by? F-boy 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 And then the other... It should have been F-boy F-off, by the way. But then the other... <laughs> and then the other one was like, nice guy, nice try, which is actually so mean to the nice guy. But yeah. she has them both. It's like, why not? Like, it harkens back to one of my favorite awful reality show elimination uh, taglines, which was Jonathan Adler on top design saying, see you later, see you decorator. Later, decorator. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's true. And I love that she has the same disdain, really, for the nice guy. She's like, you're boring. Like, no mm -hmm. one cares about you and your relationship with your mom. Um, she knows they all right. suck. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if the women don't. Uh, speaking of the women, yeah. let's talk about our three leads. We have mm. CJ. She's 30. She's like a real like influencer slash comedy content maker. She's oh. like, I need a boyfriend who will let me get him arrested as a prank for content. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah. I can tell you this. Wherever she's from has a lot of pollution because she's got some serious like, ah! like, ah! <laughs> I think she's definitely I couldn't quite suss her out at first, but it seems like a very kind of conscious, but also authentic performance of like the ditzy sex kitten persona. Like she does the little vocal squeak and like mm -hmm. angles her shoulders flirtatiously and like does the vocal fry. <laughs> and like it's very like 
intentionally telegraphing this persona that I think she knows is like comes off as a little bit like dumb, but in a sexy way. And she's doing it on purpose, uh, which I love. Um, I really like know if we'd hang out. Yeah, I no, I don't I would never want to hang out with her or talk with her <laughs> just in her same space. But I think that what I really liked was that when word got back that someone said that she doesn't like she doesn't seem like someone who would read books, she's like, um, hello, audiobooks. <laughs> yeah. Does she read audiobooks though? She never said that she read audiobooks. She said they exist. <laughs> they exist. But I love her. I think she has like the perfect tone for this show. She's like very vicious uh in her condemnation. Of some of the men, she's, like, down to kind of be in cahoots with some of them. Like, she just has a perfect uh, low-key bitchy energy that I, frankly, aspire to. I think you have to be really, really hot to sort of have that energy, Mm. which uh, is not a life experience I've had, but I admire (laughs) it in her. Well, it's like everybody on this show, right? It's like, how do thin people, you know, it's like, how do, like, hot model people you know, treat life. Like you don't have to do anything. You just literally show up. You don't have to form a yeah. sentence. You don't have to do anything right. You just show up, you know, and everyone's like, ah, yeah. that's so charming. Like if half these guys acted like that with love handles, they would be kicked out of the world, out of the country. Yeah. CJ literally told a guy like, I'm bratty. And if you acted the same as me in a relationship, we would go to jail. And then the guy was like, oh, it's like a little toxicity. And she was like, excuse me, how dare you? (laughs) First, I never used the word toxic. I I was just being cute about how violent I am. And that's different and okay. Like, she's really... Her inability to yes and that moment actually really bothered me. And and I also, like, I'm not sure I really respect someone who's like, I want someone who's dumber than me. So that way, like, they, I can pull pranks on them. Like, to me, I'm like, I don't love that. Um, Also, what I don't like about her is that she comes on this show. This is sort of, I think you could say this for her and Sarah, to be honest. Uh, but I, but like, I don't like that she comes on this show and says she doesn't want a fuck boy. And then... She just goes immediately to the blatant and obvious fuckboys and then disregards if someone's like slightly awkward. Like the thing you have to look for is the awkwardness. The awkwardness mm-hmm. generally will tell you that they're not a fuckboy. And anyone who's awkward is like, ew, I can't believe you used that word around me. I'm going away. I'm like, what I are you here for? They all actually do this to a woman. Yes. It's incredible. Sarah, uh, well, Sarah's the worst. I almost blame the worst. The, the, I almost blame the least though, because she's the youngest. She's 24 and she really seems. She comes off as quite young and introverted and not cut out for this. Shockingly, right? She's very monotone. She's the most monotone reality star I've ever witnessed. She's like, yeah, I am a social media (laughs) manager who I'm just looking for a good guy. I don't think Garrett's a fuck boy. He's a nice guy. Like, There's a lot of oh, giggling through ma'am. her mouth without any part of her face or anything yes. like giggling through her Very teeth. serious. I think she's, um, you know, for lack of a better term, okay, just kind of a nerdy girl from high school. You know, she probably had like a trapper keeper with horses, stringy hair, real thick glasses, kind of, you know, probably brown hair or something. And then, you know, somewhere along, maybe a gay uncle, I don't know, someone along the line like helped her out and turned her into this. And so she's still like, because she still has that personality, but then with this, ba boom, 
yeah. uh, presence. She doesn't so have find it the confidence of someone who was head cheerleader in high school. No. Um, right. And she is, She's not lived in this persona her whole life. But no. she could do your taxes. You know what I mean? Like, she's smart. She <laughs> I don't has think that she kind could. Of, she has she that kind of confidence. She could manage your social media. You know, I don't think least. she could do that either. So well, I, she's trying. <laughs> I don't that know is what her she job. can do. I, I am. I. She is one of the, to me. She is one of the biggest duds I've seen in recent reality TV casting. Like I don't understand how she got onto a television show. <laughs> I feel like Sarah and like bless her heart. There's not like I would be very similar to her in certain ways if I were cast. Like the awkwardness, the wishing I were somewhere else, very stiff with dudes. But to me, it's almost textbook. Like how easy it is to be cast if you're like a blonde chick versus mm-hmm. not or or not white like Nakia yeah. and CJ both are just like blaring energy at the screen all the yes. time and they have to and Sarah can just be like there and blonde yeah yeah um Nakia is 28 she is a stylist and singer songwriter i did look up her latest music video release and how is it oh. it's like a black girl power anthem and it's mm. not bad okay honestly. i enjoyed it uh, i really like Nikia. knows how to put together a music video which yeah she's, she's great she's very charming favorite. she's yeah. really yeah i i and i sort of feel like they know she's gonna be the favorite they um she's good because she she actually seems discerning like she will not kiss anyone like through the first three episodes i don't believe she kissed anyone she's gonna put the guys through their pieces which i appreciate because it feels like cj and sarah are just like it's a hot guy and they're just gonna go for it. and then they're gonna say no we don't want fuck boys but they're just like they're clearly just there for hot guys and nikia's like no i am going to like these are hot guys yes but i am going to make them work if they're gonna if they're gonna if they're gonna want me which i i appreciate at least putting some effort into the show i think yeah. nikia like wants to be discerning and is discerning but she actually really likes the fuck boys they yeah, all the do. guys that she they goes all for yeah, they all really do. they all do but that's the thing the thing about nikia that's incredible is that she will diagnose in my opinion accurately who the f boys are and then she'll be like but i do just like them <laughs> right like she knows right or she's like what he did was really rude but i liked it and i'm like you're being self-aware but that's just step one like you have to actually make the better choice now <laughs> and she seems to be having some issues with that um but she has a much more in control confident approach in general whereas cj i think is like all over the place and sarah is just like sitting there cj is letting extremely things chaotic like she cj's like chaotic evil and sarah is like <laughs> yeah. neutral and true, true neutral true neutral, <laughs> true neutral. yes <laughs> yeah um, i feel like cj you know acts a certain way and then you get into a relationship with her and then she gets mad and just the house is burnt down you know mm. like she's she's just gonna get super angry you know she's she's got fire that kid Wow, I can't believe you would say that about poor CJ. <laughs> Are you calling CJ toxic? Sorry. <laughs> well, like saccharin, like like an artificial sweetener is kind of toxic, but it's still delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> uh, so let's talk about episode one. Oh my God, we have so much to go through. Um, the F-Boy boat lands on the shores of F-Boy Island, bearing 24 boys, lots of half-open floral button-downs, white pants. I appreciate that we don't have to be introduced to any of them. They're just like, it's not worth Thank it. God. Here's a mass of guys with biceps. You'll find out about them if they're important, 
Like, that's good. Like, we don't, we, it's not The Bachelor. We don't, The Bachelorette, (laughs) we don't need to try to memorize all of their names. It is a waste of our brain power. The show doesn't even pretend that that's possible. They're literally just like, do you remember Charlie? No. And they're like, who's that? I love that that they show the women (laughs) being like, I, is that person a part of this cast? I've never seen him. I love this boat shot because it's very like Mayflower. It's like the dip flower <laughs> coming coming to the island. It's all these guys coming to the new world, you know? And they all have the same accent. They all have like fuckboy accent. They're like, yo, 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 what's up? We're going to go to the island. You know, they all like have that boy band. Yeah, they're like, yo, we're going to have some dope parties here, right? <laughs> yeah, like dope, bro. Yeah, and uh, so they begin to mingle around the pool and then Nikki Glazer shows up. And introduces the three women by having them basically catwalk down roughly 13 inches of pavement between the row of F-boys and the edge of the pool. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was very perilous. It's, yeah, it's like literally touch the F-boys or fall into the surf. Like, those are your <laughs> options, ladies. Choose wisely. It's also very, like, it's it's girl empowerment. This show is all, all about what <laughs> F-boys are. This is for the women to have power. And they're like, all right, ladies, show the men what they're bidding for. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Show them the merch. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> yeah. call it up on the auction block. Yeah. They are given each three wristbands to hand out to guys that they want to get extra time with in their VIP tents at the first pool party that night. And so CJ gives hers to three dudes, Jamie, Peter, and Casey. Sarah's dudes are Ryan, Colin, and Anthony. Nakia picks Israel, Greg, and also Colin. Um, Almost creates a rivalry, but then they just like rock, paper, scissors for it. And it seems to, the women all seem very tight. Yeah, Yeah. I love that the women like never seem to be in conflict ever. Even when they like sort of step on each other's toes, they're all like, oh yeah, whatever, it's fine. It was refreshing because it's uh, probably more realistic to how it would be in real life. Yeah. Yeah, Like if you go out to a club, you're not constantly just like getting in fights with your friends over who gets to talk to the cute guy at the bar. Like that's not really how people work uh, in in the world. Um, And so Garrett is a guy, one of, they, they weirdly like spoil a couple of the F boys and then they don't with others. I like that actually. I liked, yeah, I liked I thought that they it was did it fun. with Garrett. It was a strategic choice because Garrett gives you a lot to work with with his F-boy admissions. He has truly the most punchable face I've ever seen in my life. This guy is such a fuckboy. And the fact that Sarah can't even see it and we can all see it a mile oh away. Oh my God. Without Incredible. even him saying, admitting that he's a fuckboy is so frustrating in this in this experience. And oh it's my God. it's frustrating to me that he is an F-boy because like you can tell he is, but also at the same time, I'm like, who do you think you are, dude? Like you look like a ham. With yes. hair. I'm not impressed. No. And you're so yeah. into yourself. And he's also got frown face. Yeah. Yes. That's probably why Sarah likes him. Because that's, I actually noticed that about Sarah. <laughs> so so what you're saying is, is that she recognized herself in. Yeah. Yes. Except that yeah. Sarah. Frown harm- recognized frown. Sarah's harmless <laughs> and lovely. And Garrett is like a truly, I'm convinced, a terrible person. He's perhaps, a douchebag. Um. Garrett lays out his plans, basically. He's like, I'm an F-boy. I'm going to, like, you know, play the game, get the money. And then he's like, I'm going to go for CJ first. She has that sex goddess vibe. He goes over to CJ. He's like, I made a beeline for you. You're the woman that I want. And then she's sort of a little skeptical. She's like, um, you guys are being nice. That's very suspicious. And he's like, no, this seems too challenging. I'm going to go for a softer target. That blonde girl smiling over there who seems perfectly ready to hear that I'm interested in her feelings. 
And he goes over to her and uses the same line. He's like, I made a beeline right for you after CJ. Uh, can I have a VIP wristband? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I respect that you asked Yeah, she's for like, it. he made an effort towards me. And that is what I really want. I'm going to give this to him because he made an effort. No, he didn't. He basically just cut in line from everybody else and stole. He yeah. stole. Literally did nothing. She is, like, so conflict avoidant, like, that he can use that against her. And I think that's a big part of the arsenal for him is that, like, if you ask someone like Sarah for a favor, she doesn't know how to say no. She's yeah. just like, yeah. And then he's like, believe that I'm not an F-boy. And she's like, okay. okay. Like, I don't know how to say no to that either. <laughs> um, and then you can, like, tell what how people are so quickly. Like, CJ, the first thing she does is walk into the villa and feel, feel the curtains. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> no. She walked oh in God, and she was amazing. like, oh. She was just, like, feeling the curtains. Like, how... You know, how much money did they spend on me in this film? You know? <laughs> I respect that, frankly. She's me looking too. out for herself. Um, and this is the point that night when she sits down with Jamie, actually, and has the conversation, conversation where he brings up the word toxicity because he's clearly trying to, like, get on banter. her level, banter yeah. with her. And it goes very south for him immediately. He seemed, like, adorable and lovely and was about to have some great great banter and she was just like ew toxic no thank you sir yeah so, i know i, I felt bad for jb i was like jamie didn't commit any f-boy crimes here no he yeah. really he really didn't i think his crime was looking old because <laughs> er- i think he got age shamed right out of this because he looks older than the other guys and i can tell he's lying because it says jamie wood 30 girl yeah. i mean come on <laughs> just be just be your age maybe they'll be like oh maybe he possibly has a better job um, CJ sits down with Peter and immediately pegs him as an F-boy as well because he starts talking about having babies with her and s- being sleep buddies. And she's like, that's love bombing. Uh, goodbye. Um, yeah. Again, I sort of thought this was banter as well. Um, yeah, maybe was, I'm too gullible. <laughs> I, was, I was actually surprised by this because... I wasn't really listening too much to what he was saying. I was more just trying to focus on his demeanor, which I thought was incredibly awkward. So based on the awkwardness, I was like, well, this guy's obviously a nice guy. Like, <laughs> oh, like, like, right? like the sleep thing was to me like, oh, this is a nice guy messing up his banter. Because if it was someone who was like a fuckboy, he would know he'd be much smoother and know how to handle it. So needless to say, I mean, it was a, it was a spoiler alert. It was a... It was an educational moment for me because he turned out to be a fuckboy. I know. I would have been totally taken in. I didn't see it coming. How to pick a fuckboy. And he's not a fuckboy. He's not a fuckboy. I just don't (laughs) believe. I think he's just lying, trying to look cool for the other guys because that's what these shows turn into anyway. It's like The Bachelorette. The guys are really just there to become bros, right? With each other. Oh, yeah. To joust with each other. Yeah. And I I think that Peter just wants this Peter we're talking about, right? Before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peter, I think, just wants to look cool for the other guys because he's so nice. I mean, a fuckboy doesn't (laughs) say, my hobby is taking a nap. And she's like, oh, I love sleeping. And he's like, maybe we could nap together. And she's like, love bombing. (laughs) No, it's like the most innocent thing you can do is like let's just take a nap together like what are we five you know so i don't believe ronnie is totally right and this is this is again where this show fails because guys are not good at diagnosing what they actually are so he's saying he's a fuckboy because he came here for the money but how is he actually in a relationship i actually would think that he's probably a nice guy because he's just so awkward yeah this is actually something that comes up with garrett p is like what does it actually look like 
to be an F boy. Uh, Colin is like, Garrett P is definitely an F boy because he like tries too hard. He has no game. And like, I would say that that's not what an F boy is. Like, they're all just ha- working with their own definitions of what that would look like. No, Garrett, um, P, Garrett P, P is, is just a creep. He's just a creep. <laughs> he does not seem like like a, an F-boy, but... Yeah, there is, like, a, an overlap between creep and F-boy, but usually an F-boy is too smooth to be correctly assessed as a creep. Yeah. I think that, like, the, where the show could use some work is in their challenges, because I don't even remember half the challenges. I know th- I remember there was some weird three-way water balloon fight, but the challenges should actually be more in line with getting to the core of what these guys believe in in a relationship. I think that that would have been... Like a really good thing, mm-hmm. something that would reveal things. So even if they say they're a nice guy, we can see that actually they're kind of fuckboys. Like they, you know, where we hear some of their past, some of their exploits, or what their opinions are on things. That's all done in fun and games, but actually could have an emotional effect on the situation. Yeah, the challenges are completely useless. Like we can almost ignore them, I think. Like they're not I really did. part of the plot. Yeah. 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 Um, but. Yeah, like, Garrett P's whole move with Nikia is to just, like, whisper in her ear, like, I'd love to have two minutes with you. And she just, like, completely ignores him because this is such an awkward move. Which like, And then he stands behind her like this. Yeah, he's Stare, got like, weird boring. energy. I can't blame her for finding that energy weird. And but he, meanwhile... Yeah, he's, down, he's, he's, that, he's too aggressive. Like, he, I yeah. know he's just standing there, but he's standing there, like, boring holes into the back of her head. You know, even when she it's turns away, creepy. he's just like... Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm just going to keep standing here until you come with me. He was actually trying to love bomb. That was the true love bomb. Because mm-hmm. I think that if he had gotten a one-on-one, he would have then started to love bomb. Because that's clearly that intense thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah. get the chance. Nikia's like, no, thank you. But meanwhile, CJ is hanging out with Casey, one of her top picks. And she is really vibing with him. He tells her he also goes by CJ at home. And I want to say, he has it tattooed on his arm his own his own name, name. let that <laughs> so sink in. fucking weird that is the biggest red flag Huge i've red seen flag. so far he looks like very he looks like kind of a child to me and i know that i'm older and sometimes watching these shows i'm like are you really making fun of someone half your age yes yes i am <laughs> he looks very very young and he acts very very young to me yeah yeah he has a boyish vibe I, I feel agree. like he works at a pizzeria and he just gets right. ass in the back alley all the time. <laughs> yes. 100%. The sweet, sweet Domino's ass. <laughs> like, really, he's definitely giving F-boy energy, but I also, s- frankly, see the appeal. And maybe yeah. that's shameful. But he is like, wears glasses later on. And I'm just like, I get it, CJ. No, he's like the hottest guy on my high school soccer team. Yeah. Like, it's hard to resist on some level. <laughs> I like, feel like he's a nice, never... he's like a nice fuckboy, so where you right. don't really regret it after. Like, he really yes. makes you feel good during, you know, even even if he never calls you again, you're like, God, he was so nice. I have to disagree. I think the nice guy fuckboy ones are the worst, because those are the ones where you actually feel like he's he's hot, he's into me, and he's nice. This could actually be something. Yeah, and actually, he will, And he, like, leads right. with that, well, and whereas, like, a big a big piece of meat who you know is just basically a fuck, that's the good time. You're like, this guy's got no personality. He's just a fuck. I'm just going to go along with the stupid things he's saying about how we're going to have babies. That's fine. This is physical. But someone Mm. who like sells you the dream and does the puppy dog eyes and follows you around. And then next thing you know, he's saying, oh, we're going too fast. I just love it. Like if you're going to hurt my feelings. 
Make yeah. it good. Make if it worth gonna, it. Yeah, if you're going to hurt my feelings, be polite about it. I, you know what I mean? That's men all. like Casey, yeah, he would destroy me. Like, he's just the, the guy that I dated briefly in my 20s that I was, like, so honored that this hot guy wanted to go out with me. And then <laughs> yeah, I got, like, so my heart yeah. just, like, stomped on the ground. And I, yeah, then went to therapy, thank God. I've never been selected to be fucked with by a guy like this. Mm. So, like, to me, I'm just, like... Oh, Sounds yeah. like nice. it would be a nice little interlude <laughs> in, a, in an otherwise. I'm going to tell you one thing. This guy's a fuckboy, but he's going to say he's a nice guy. I guarantee oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Chris's strategy is to feed dirt to the women and be like an accomplice. So he just like sits CJ down and is like, Colin's an F-boy. This is the guy that got two wristbands. Just sowing a little dissension from the start. And he's um, an F-boy, too, right? This guy's oh, like what, a total... hundred percent. Yeah, he's a total cheeseball. He's not a good person. Um, and he is the the bachelor guy who's the tattletale, the classic mm-hmm. tattletale. Every season has one. So I don't like him. And he is hot, but I think his... Just the way he moves his face, the way his whole personality exudes from him, no. So yeah. I think that this is telling, because the, the women then go on their first set of dates, and we see them all pick, like... Perhaps some of the most obvious fuckboys for their (laughs) dates. Sarah takes Garrett on a yacht, and he tells her a sob story. CJ Mm -hmm. takes Casey paddleboarding, and Nakia takes Colin horseback riding. And, like, these guys are clearly all frontrunners, and they're clearly all fuckboys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about Colin. I mean, at first I thought Colin was definitely a fuckboy. But now I, it's hard to tell. I'm having a hard time reading. Okay, him, that's fair. Actually, that's fair. Colin is a question mark. Casey and Garrett, though. I mean, obviously, from, yeah. like, huge. I still boys. think you know. I I see the question mark with Colin. However, Nikia makes a good point, which is like he's so well groomed, he's so well put together, Too and well. he's also assuming this kind of like approachable, smooth demeanor that like isn't coming on too strong. Um, and I think that it's actually hitting exactly the right note. And that is suspicious. <laughs> like, he's just nice enough. He's also drop dead gorgeous, which I think it helps. Oh, yeah. I, think it, I, think it, yes. I think it really helps be like, well, well maybe he's not so bad. You're like, but I mean, he's so pretty. <laughs> but that's exactly why <laughs> yeah. they're able to be fuckboys. Like, come on, ladies. Yeah. Uh, and so on this date, uh, Nakia tells him, like, I heard from one of the guys that you're an F-boy. And so Colin immediately goes home and accuses Garrett P of talking shit about him to Nakia. And Garrett's like, literally when, like, I never spoke to her yeah, <laughs> for even one second. Um, yeah, he fell into that trap. He gave Chris just what he wanted. Yeah, I know. And uh, so they kind of have this little altercation. Garrett's like, maybe you see me as a threat. And Colin's like, no, I see you as a snake. And poor Garrett's like, please see me as a threat. Like, I'm a threat. I'm big. Like, (laughs) I'm old. Like, all the threatening things. And Colin's like, whatever. And gets up to leave. And Garrett kind of gets in his way and tries to, like, insist on a friendly, like, hand clasp or hug hug or whatever. And makes Colin, like, climb over a chair to get away from him. Which I thought was kind of a weird, gross power play. I hate when dudes do stuff like that. Like it's like, do the do the bro hug with me, or like right. Get well, he's aggressively trying to prove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's aggressively trying to get you to prove that he's not aggressive. Yeah, right. yeah, it was yeah. weird. Yeah, and Colin's like, Colin is not fool. He's like, fuck that. Like next time, I'm throwing him in the pool. 
Um, and so it's time for elimination. By the way, I think Colin's a fuckboy now. I've changed my mind. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at his Instagram. Did you look at his Instagram? I looked at his Instagram, and he did. He it's like a picture of him being in a car, being like, "Yo." And uh, he has like a million hashtags. One of them is hashtag oh, no. art, hashtag cute, hashtag edit, hashtag fashion. But hashtag you know what, I'm afraid cute? He... Yeah, no, you're down. No, I'm sorry. And you know what? I, I, I think... like for people looking for cute things to find me as well. Like, who yeah. wants not to like about that? <laughs> Just want to be on the right category. But yeah. I think that there is a good chance that this might be another case of someone who is a fuckboy but categorizes himself officially with the show as a nice guy. Quite possible. For he's sure. very. He's also very watch forward on his Instagram, where he's like always kind of showing <laughs> off his watch, which basically <laughs> means he's a fuckboy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, he's really going out. for those sponsorships. Okay, can can you blame him? Yeah. And so ben it's said, time, literally, watch out. It's time. Like for you the can't limit. have your watch out and not have the uh, the the overall message be watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so so <Yeah>. dumb. <laughs> so true. Um, it's time it. for the eliminations. And at elimination, each woman basically picks Hmm. two men to call up as their bottom two and then explain why they're in the bottom two. Then the men can kind of respond before they choose one person to eliminate. So Sarah chooses two guys she doesn't feel spark with, Andrew and Paul. I don't know. CJ picks Jamie for calling her toxic, Peter for (laughs) love bombing her, Nakia picks Colin for the F-boy rumor, and she picks Garrett P and says, like, you came on way too strong. And Garrett's like, yes, thank you for this opportunity to read you the poem that I wrote for you, which I'm now going to read in full. Silverstein is here. Because (laughs) he says says in his HBO bio that he's a poet and an artist. Oh, no. Let's see if our listeners agree. When we fall off the path at times, it leads us to strengthen and sharpen our minds. Some of these journeys we must take alone to find what we search for in, in a place that's unknown. On the other side, it's calm and it's warm because when we find love, we're no longer a storm. Garrett Powers. And yes, he Garrett did verbally Powers. sign it and he in read case that anyone was wondering. Garrett Powers. Wow. Um, and this Garrett. is very effective in that it helps Nikki understand that she must eliminate Garrett and also eliminated our Andrew and Peter. And upon elimination, we are informed what they came as. And we learned that Andrew and Garrett came as nice guys and Peter as an F-boy. Shocking. Yeah. That one. Peter. The other two were, I mean, I didn't even know who Andrew was. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, the thing about Peter is that, like, he is so beautiful and he clearly knows it. And that's like, a little suspicious. I thought he was a nice guy, too, though. Me. It's um, good for him for fooling us. Yeah, seriously. When they, when they leave, basically, the nice guys get into a beautiful, like, stretch party van and are taken to the nice guy grotto. And... The F-boy, Peter, is made to wait at a bus stop for a shitty bus that takes him to, like, (laughs) a wooden fenced encampment prison. I didn't didn't understand any of this. And I continue to not understand it. Yeah, Limbro. It's like... It's like this weird trading places moment that they're having. I'm expecting Don Amici <laughs> to show up. I'm like, why are they doing this? Well, we're going to find out as, as the show continues. Uh, it was a moment where I was like, what genre of show am I watching? Like, things have changed. Yeah. Uh, major Lord of the Flies vibes. Um, mm-hmm. But on that note, we come to the end of episode one, and we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with episode two. Can you keep up? If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. 
With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love to see it. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for 3 weeks and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And now we're back. And it's time for us to get into episode two, 
We open at the Nice Guy Grotto, where the eliminated nice guys are feeding each other grapes and discussing all of the lobster that they will be eating for dinner. Uh, And meanwhile, we discover a little more about Limbro, because Peter is in an all-beige, like, desert outfit, playing coconut catch with himself. (laughs) He has to, like, hack open coconuts to eat is the implication. Like, I really hope that they're also giving him food because I read a book about someone trying to live off of coconuts and sunlight alone. And it did not not go well. Well, it doesn't. (laughs) Oh, really? Because I follow some of those fruitarians. Um, It's about a fruitarian. Yeah, because, you know, I love diets. And so I was reading a fruitarian thing. And I can't believe those people are still alive. But they are. I mean, they're all teeth and and forehead. But bless their hearts. they're, They're still with us. Depends on what you see as a happy ending, yeah. I suppose. But uh, he's he's alive, <laughs> alive. for now. Like, oh, <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> and yeah. uh, still got their know. teeth. I kind of I kind of enjoyed this in the end. I I Me too. felt like it was kind of winking at the way that some of these shows, like Too Hot to Handle, like treat reality shows as if it's like therapy for. Yes four fuck boys and like we're gonna change them with our behavioral interventions and it's like we're literally going to put them in a prison on a desert <laughs> island and have well, they're all broke models Fraser. you know they're all poor models so it's not like they're not used to living like that you know that's what they <laughs> they're do like, ah the cot this is seems familiar <laughs> yes. no i i thought it i thought it really worked i kind of liked that they were letting the cast members in on the joke in a sense um mm-hmm. and i felt like it worked with with the tone and it just felt i don't know it felt cheeky in a way that i enjoyed because i'm so used to watching like the bachelor and the bachelorette which is just so fucking self-serious all yes. the time yes and yeah. this yeah. felt really different in a way that i enjoyed yeah yeah um back at the house the women are looking to weed out some f boys this this week um and they're going to have an opportunity to learn more about the guys by playing three-way water balloon dodgeball Mm. which actually seems like a very inefficient way as we've discussed (laughs) of learning anything about them uh the women for all of these group dates kind of draft teams on the beach uh, much like being picked for softball in junior high and they just like pick big dudes that they think will be kind of touchable. I mean, um, strategic. How yeah. else are you supposed to find a husband? Yeah. Except yeah. for Cameron. They always pick him last for all the challenges. A poor, Cameron. Yeah, poor Cameron. I know. I don't know. I don't didn't understand. I was like, what is Cameron doing wrong? Because we really never learn. But he's just consistently last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so the game is like completely chaotic. Obviously, it's three way water balloon dodgeball. Um, any one of those elements I would find really confusing on its own. But they have they have a blast. They get each other wet. And Sarah's team ultimately wins, which means nothing. But what yeah. does mean a little something is that they each pick an MVP from their team that they'll get some one-on-one time with later. So Sarah picks Jared. Nakia picks Greg. And CJ picks Sean. And they have a big group party that night. And they get, like, one-on-one time with the guys they picked. First, we get a little interlude with Greg and Nakia. And Greg is doing great until he commits a crime, which is that he admits that he used to be a club promoter. Mm. This is, yeah. And it leads to the just red flags going up all over where they start trying to guess who's a club promoter (laughs) and and labeling them. Also, this is the guy with the huge beard, right? Yeah. Yeah. I need more from you, (laughs) sir. 
I need more the beard than is your doing beard. Everything. Yeah, yeah, he's not even a beard. All the work. It's, it's too much. It's like, oh, look, I'm combing it. Hey, let's do a scene of me putting conditioner in my beard. You need more of a personality, okay? Your beard <laughs> is not working for me. Yeah, there are these strange interstitial F boy tips where mm-hmm. they're like, this is how you do your beard, or this is how you roll around in the surf. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's funny. It contributes to the overall irreverent vibe of the show, but it is also kind of. I, I feel like yeah. it's, I would like a little bit more of that time to meet to under to meet and get to know some of these people as much as I enjoy a nice little comic bit in the middle. It feels very TikToky to me. Like they're very much trying to introduce this of the moment. Like they're music video influenced interstitials, but they also have like little cheeky text and like jokes and meme hashtag things. And mm. so I, I do. I think in a few years it will seem. <laughs> pretty very dated. dated but it now it, right yeah. now it just feels very it feels very... like it's something that like someone in their 50s was like oh this is gonna be something hip let's do this <laughs> yeah and i'm 33 and it worked on me so there you go try showing yeah. that to like a 19 year old um <laughs> sarah and jared uh don't really seem to vibe uh, no she asks him like if he wants the white picket fence and he's like nah, no that's not <laughs> That's not it for me, I don't think. CJ and Sean sit down. Sean seems sweet, actually. He I'm into Sean. CJ, he used to work as a Chippendales dancer. Mm-hmm. And that he got married super young and was married for a couple of years. And this is when CJ reveals that she has two gay dads. And she's like, they're going to be into me dating. Yeah, I don't. Dancer. I was worried for him at that point when she's like, I oh, know. my God. She's like, oh, my God, my dads are going to love you. They're gay. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the guy you want to marry. If your dad's like, yes, every yeah. time he comes in, I knew, that, I knew like, he was in trouble. You're on a date with someone and they're like, oh, my parents are really going to want to creep on you for real. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Great. That's yeah. I love that. Um, Sarah uh, flirts a little bit with Davidge. CJ chats with Mark, who's an investment banker. Um Mark is, like, a little out of place on this show, I feel like. Oh, he's, yeah. He yeah. looks like he's just came with a bucket of SPF 90 and, like, a closet full of vineyard vines. He was he just, like, so shipped right from Nantucket, like, yeah. straight to the Cayman Islands. Right, and he's, like, the wacky guy growing up because he has, like, a funny suit. And he's, like, always <laughs> doing his hair. Right? I, I, listen, I appreciate a guy who looks like Francis Fisher, but I don't. I feel like he does not fit with this cast. <laughs> no. He's like the David S. Pumpkins of Paradise. He does look like Francis Fisher. <laughs> he looks like Francis Fisher. Look at him. If you look at him, it's like, oh, look, there's Rose's mom on Titanic. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. He really So accurate. Does. Oh, my God. I didn't see it. Now it's all I can see. <laughs> And he's the guy that's always trying to make a dad joke to be funny, but then he can't stop making the yeah. dad jokes. And she's like, yeah. um, that was funny at first, but. Uh. <laughs> well, he makes the joke and then like immediately is like, what if that didn't land? I should be like, uh, just kidding. Or I should just immediately make a follow up. There one, like one of these is just throw the spaghetti. Some of it's going to stick. And it's like, yeah. that's not. I'm going to change my suit. I'm going to change my <laughs> suit now. Get a different suit. Get a wackier suit. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Davidge, meanwhile, has decided that he's into Sarah and Nakia, but he is not into CJ. So he sits down with some of the dudes and is like, you know, CJ seems high maintenance. And I don't think she reads, which I'm not into. Like, I don't think, like, I'd like to maybe date a woman who reads. 
if he had said, do you read? Do you like to read? And she said, no, that would be one thing. But him yeah. just saying, uh, she seems like the kind of person who doesn't read a book. Yeah, he was basically <laughs> like, was she's real. a bitch who's dumb, is basically what he was saying. <laughs> I'd like to know what yeah. he's reading, by the way. Okay, I don't think it's <laughs> yeah. Kafka. He's all right? definitely like, this reading. Tony Morrison. Not reading... Tony Robbins, not Tony Morrison. Tony Morrison. He's not reading Tony Morrison. He's definitely reading Tony Robbins. He's I was going to say, definitely, he's reading the kind of books that you find, like, on, like, the Blinkist app that are, like, we summarize the top ten pieces of management advice from this yeah. bestseller. His bio on this on this website says, he enjoys closing influencer brand deals, selling houses, and expanding his melatonin company, and he's also a big cat person. You know what? This guy's awful. He's so awful. I'm glad he was eliminated. <laughs> I Who agree. says that like as a hobby they enjoy selling houses, but also closing influencer brands? He's deals. terrible. Sorry, Absolutely terrible. He Not hustles. into him. He, he's into the hustle. I mean, it's it's a little funny because I do think that he's very much picking up what CJ is explicitly laying down, which is like my persona is I'm high maintenance and I'm mm-hmm. a ditz. Like, and I think she projects that intentionally as sort of a semi-comedic thing. And also it's something a lot of guys like. It's not for Davidge. Right. But also you can't call her high maintenance like just like that to all the dudes. Like that was like a really He was just being a dick. Yeah, he was just being a dick. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm allowed to say like, hey, hey guys, I'm gay. But if someone's like, Ronnie, he's gay. It's like different. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think they they weren't really having a heart to heart. Like if it'd be one thing if they were just talking about the girls, like, you know, I'm not really into CJ. She seems a little high maintenance, not my vibe. But they were just all sitting around like talking about, you know, football or something. And he's like, you know what? She's high maintenance and doesn't read books. He just sort of came out of nowhere and kind of slammed her. And I was like, that's not a good look. Um, But Casey does not think CJ sucks. Uh, she has decided to get a tour from him, from the guys' living quarters. It's correct uh, what was noted earlier, that she's really into interior decor. Yes. She's like, I want <laughs> to see the, the layouts, like, the yeah. curtains. <laughs> what what will- thread count do you require in your <laughs> curtains? <laughs> and they make out on his bunk bed. And uh, the next day, uh, they get some exclusive date time. Nakia picks Jared. CJ picks Mark for some of his ill-fated stand-up, and Sarah takes Josh. I love Josh. Josh. I love Josh. He's the only one, maybe, that I think is nice. Yeah, he seems nice. He's hot. He's He's, so hot. I mean, if he winds up being a fuckboy, I'll be really disappointed. I really think he's nice. The thing is that he's hot, but in a way that actually doesn't seem that carefully manicured. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just like, he's a hot guy, but it doesn't seem like he's used to, like, presenting himself to women he he also doesn't project an energy that so many of these dudes do which is like i know exactly how hot i am and Mm -hmm. i'm going to like wield that as a weapon in his cast picture he chose to pose in front of a ferris wheel and a dipping dots so a dipping (laughs) dots sorry for putting the g a dipping dots so if he's he's okay boy He's like a high level one. That would be like high level fuckboy behavior to to seem like that much of a nice guy. Admire it. Yeah. Um, CJ like kind of asks some of the guys who is peacocking the most, and Matt and Chris both point to Casey. Um, So that this is one of the these first hints that Casey is like going to get some some scrutiny in the house. But of course, um, Garrett is just affronted on behalf of his of best friends. Of course, Garrett and Casey yeah. are like bros of for course. life. Of, of course. Of course. And Casey's like, I don't really know what peacocking is, <laughs> but I, don't I didn't think do that it. I'm doing it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
CJ <laughs> takes Mark to see some blowholes, and all he does is make like porny jokes and joke mm. that he didn't shower, and then immediately be like, "Just kidding, I obviously did." Haha. <laughs> Why is no one yeah. laughing? Have you heard the one about the sperm bank? And CJ's not into it. This is clearly the. Death I mean, of it was the thing between full them. crash and burn. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. But Josh and Sarah, on the other hand, seemed to actually make a nice romantic connection, which was uh, a great foil to her and Garrett, I thought. Um, the only downfall is that Josh does not make a move because he's so sweet. So nice. Or maybe he has standards. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> he deserves better than Sarah, okay? I don't know if any of these guys have standards. <laughs> Josh deserves way more. I mean, we have to also admit that as, as awesome as Josh seems, let's not forget, he did volunteer to come on He's this show on called Boy Island. Yeah. Okay, so there <laughs> is, like, we have to remember that. But I just feel like Sarah, like, he deserves better. He deserves Nakia, I think. Nakia's my favorite, and I think he deserves Nakia. The best with the best. I don't think he wants Nakia. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't Nakia think wants him. Sorry, I don't think Nakia wants him is more what I meant. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think ne- We never really see them together. He's too even for Nakia. She's like, she needs a little more energy. Yeah. I think Sarah will actually kind of go along with more or less whoever is in front of her, whereas Nakia yeah. is very <laughs> much like, I love the F-boy energy. Like, she actively loves it. <laughs> yeah. Um, although she knows. When Sarah goes to an ATM and it's like, would you like me to do anything else for you? She's like, oh my God, we're in love. Like, she really <laughs> in ATM. If you want. If you want. <laughs> sure. What would you like to do? Um, Jared and Nakia go jet skiing and they have tons of chemistry, I guess. They seem super into each other. Nakia says she was raised by a single mother, so they sort of bond a little bit out of, of coming over out of these um, less conventional family backgrounds. Another thing I just want to point out here is that it's like a real contrast to the Bachelor formula, which is to like drag out anything that could be played as trauma into this like huge moment that's teased and like made so much of. And I liked that the sharing on this show seems to be like a lot more natural and casual. It's like, oh, yeah, I was raised by a single mom and that impacted me. And they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's the thing I know about you now. To be fair, maybe they just didn't have the budget for all the Pier 1 empty candle base holder <laughs> things, you know? And they were like, listen, we can't give you the full set to do this. You're not going to get a rubber chicken sat in front of you, okay? Just get this done on a roller skating date. So. That's true. That's I true. Do, They're like, I'm I, sorry, we only have a jet ski for you. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they actually fully undercut it, though, because, like, Garrett pulls, like, a full Bachelorette-style confessional and then you immediately cut to him being it's like, a scam. you immediately cut to him ba- openly saying like, I say these things to girls so that they feel like they can open up to me. But actually, I'm just trying to get them to open their legs to me. Mm, like they're like right. dissecting the Bachelor sob story. Um, yeah. And that's the problem with these shows. Everybody is too trained now because all you have to do is watch one season of The Bachelor to know how it works. And. We all know how it works, but I'm still tricked by it every time. I mean, we give fuckboys crap all the time on our show, and I find them all hot. Like, I would date any single one of them. I'm like, well, at least they opened up. I mean, maybe it was just fake to get a 20 off me, but they still at least tried. (laughs) I mean, a fake tear is better than no tear. You have to respect how excellent they are at their craft, and I think that's what this show is teaching me. We've really grown some great sociopaths here (laughs) In American pop culture. It's like our greatest export as a country. 
Um, <laughs> back at the living quarters of the still standing guys, the men are all kind of waiting for the dates to end. And there's going to be a night party as well. And the women arrive and poor CJ has lost her voice. Oh, such she a beautiful was, voice. She was sexy babying too hard for Mark. You would think that the salt water would have the opposite effect, right? Like you, you're supposed to gargle the salt water to fix mm. your sore throat. Maybe if she read a book, she would know that. Yeah, read a book. Ooh. Read a book, CJ. Um, <laughs> so this is when CJ learns about the awful things Davidge said to her. From Chris, her. obviously, who is just like the resident snitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chris just like shoots up a CJ and is like, someone called you high maintenance and it was Davidge. Um, meanwhile, Josh finally is like, Sarah, can I kiss you? And she's like, okay, yes. Um, she's like, I normally don't like that, but it really worked in this case. And I was like, yes, it did, Sarah, clearly, um, because you agreed. Would you have ever said no? We'll, we'll never yes, find out. Um, we've never <laughs> seen you do it. And... And then at the end of the night, Nakia tells them that three of them will be eliminated the next day. But CJ is going to have to do it via written statement because her voice gets more and more absent throughout this episode. And and frankly, she luckily uh, is prepared with some one-liners. So it really works having Nikki be her stand-in, I <laughs> I wouldn't mind her yeah. doing it this way the whole time. I was going <laughs> to say. She has to write down good. every single thing she wants to say, and Nikki just stands there and like has the dates for her. <laughs> yeah, let's take CJ's voice out of this equation. Fewer women speaking on this show. Um, CJ <laughs> chooses Davidge, of course, and Chris. She has decided um, to put him there, basically to throw people off the scent. That he's she's trying CJ to play is the game. Calculated. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I need my mole to stick around, and I need to throw the other dudes off the scent. Uh, and so she thinks it's working. I don't really know. I think all the guys kind of know. They know that- it's Chris. I mean, yeah, they the, know. at that point, yeah. they're being like, how many of us were even there when Davidge said that stuff? And it's like, definitely it was Chris. But, you know, she lists all the things he said about her. And she's like, I concur. I am high maintenance. And lucky for me, audiobooks exist. Um, which I'm like, again, I'm like, so CJ, what you're saying is that he was right. Like, you're undermining our outrage on your behalf. But like, okay. <laughs> um, Nakia picks Tariq and Israel both because they're not really trying to get to know the women. Sarah yeah. uh, picks Anthony and Charlie basically for the same reason. Like, they're like, you guys have all just been like... You haven't tried. Doing you're sitting on your other. laurels. You're like, yeah, you're chilling with the boys. You're partying. Like, you know, try harder. And yeah. ultimately, Divij, Israel, and Charlie are eliminated. And Divij and Israel admit that they are, in fact, F-boys. And then Charlie's like, I'm so sorry, but I am actually 100% a nice guy. And at this point, a producer is in Nikki Glazer's ear and is like, no, he's literally an F-boy. We have hours of casting footage. And then they do something that I absolutely fucking love, which is that they roll the tape. And it's so good. 
Yeah, yeah yes. they, this was a this was from the Jeff Probst school of uh, <laughs> getting in an <laughs> argument with your own guests, right? Like he, like Nikki's like, no, you're a fuckboy, you're a fuckboy, and this guy's like, no, I'm not, no, I, I'm not a fuckboy at all. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the most fuckboy thing to do is to say that you're a nice guy, right? So he's <laughs> actually the most fuckboy person. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's the biggest fuckboy yet. Right. I mean, it's so funny. And then didn't he have like a fuckboy excuse? Yeah, to- no, he was like, I yeah. was in pain personally, so I decided to inflict pain on a lot of women. Um, that means I'm nice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That means I think I'm nice. One of the tenets of being a fuckboy is to declare that you used to be a fuckboy, but you've changed now, and this is version 2.0 or 3.0 of whoever you are. 100%. Yes. Wasn't he also the one who was like, you know, people look at me and they think, oh. He's gorgeous. Yes, yes. Look at him. He's so beautiful. <laughs> they think, oh, look at that face. Look at those muscles. Oh, God, yes. It's like you're making yourself climax, sir. Yeah. Okay. Claiming <laughs> that people misjudge you as an F-boy because you are so beautiful is like yeah. almost like confessing that you're an F-boy. Because I'm like, why? I'm sorry. You're saying that a lot of people call you a fuckboy is what I'm hearing. And and what yes. I'm taking away from that is that you're a fuckboy. And uh, yeah. right, like, come on. Like, I wasn't and born it's yesterday. Also, it's also so these shows, right, that they make themselves such big victims because he's not the only one where they're like, oh, man, you know what? It's really hard because people look at me and they just think, God, he's so hot. <laughs> And it's really hard. Like, nobody knows the real... I'm like, you're the real victim yeah. right now. I'm so yeah. tired of being Well, he's like, look, it's beautiful. it's really hot. Yeah. It's really hard. I am a straight, white, beautiful man uh, in this world. Won't mm. anyone think about my pain? Yeah, yeah. that's um, exactly yeah. right. It's like, when does privilege become a burden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I spent hours every single day making my body look like this and making sure my skin was perfect. I feel so misjudged by this thing that yeah. I've done yeah. to myself. Why should I be canceled just because of my pecs? It just... Where's my protest? <laughs> Where's my body? Uh, so he and Nikki get into this ridiculous exchange where finally she's like, I'm sorry for the miscommunication, but we do have you as an F boy. And then he kind of disappears. Israel and Devige make their way to Limbro, um, where Peter finally gets someone to hang out with aside from coconuts. And Charlie, God knows what happened to Charlie. Um, and this brings us to the end of the episode. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with episode three. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay. So you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. 
Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really, like, elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it, so comfortable, so chic, also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back, and we get the answer to the question, where is Charlie? It seems that he's taken a mental health break overnight, (laughs) and in the light of day, uh, he has finally agreed to enter Limbro. And they're like, okay, we get one more resident. And Charlie's like, he's trying to do, I accept it. He's doing one of those pleas where you're like, I'm going to accept the guilty uh, plea, but without admitting the guilty plea, you know, where, where you're like, I accept. Right, I'm not like contesting it. I'm cutting a deal. No, look, yeah. I'm not going to whatever. admit that I am an <laughs> F boy, but I will like accept the terms. And so, right, because you know they're they're like Charlie. People are going to see you on TV. No, I cannot do it. It's too hard. You'll get to sleep on cardboard and jerk off with some other semi hot people. I mean, okay. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the group activity this week is going to be romantic photography. Uh, once again, the women are picking guys like they're softball teams. Um, and then before the photography begins, Mickey introduces fresh meat, three mm. new guys. Now I'm thinking doing the math, like they're going to be introducing the number of F boys and nice guys that were eliminated this week. But maybe, maybe I'm just trying to be too strategic here. That You know what? That was something that was plaguing me, which is that if they have 12 Nice guys and 12 fuckboys. And like, what if they get rid of all 12 of one category? Assuming that someone can do some basic math on this show. Like at some point, it might become pretty obvious that there's no more left of a certain category, probably nice guys. So I guess that's why they have to bring people in to keep the numbers sort of in question. Yeah, they're going to have to iterate a little bit to keep the mystery going. So the new guys are welcome. New Jerry and Jomar. I like really needed a backstory on why Welcome is named Welcome. I have so many questions. 
I I feel like I I was almost like, did they rename him so that Nikki could have the line that was like, please welcome, welcome. Like he was left on a doorstep at some point, and whoever picked him up just saw the welcome mat was like, welcome. <laughs> oh. They were like, okay, we'll write it down <laughs> on the certificate. They divide them between the teams and do photo shoots, which like whatever the other men heckle. Yeah, we do They're not glean anything. Nothing. From- they're just they continue to be ripped is what we what we learned mm-hmm. yeah but the one thing that does happen on the date is that a beef develops because after his shoot the guy who comes to be on his og jared sits down yeah. next to new jared and in this tiny little gap and he's like move over new jared yeah. doesn't really move and he kind of like elbows him and is like move over bro and jared's like say excuse me and og jared says excuse me and new Jared moves over and new Jared's like, you ain't going to tell me to move over though. You got to put some respect on it though. That's fine though. You know though. And I was like, okay, um, this is boring already. Like this was an immediately boring fight to me. This is just so straight guys. though, right. It's like, yeah. like bro. Yeah. Stra- I don't mean all straight. I just mean like this bro stereotype. It's, it's like, aggressively hey. hetero. It really yeah, is. It's like move over. What? How could you? <laughs> hey man, I just need somewhere to sit. How could you? You better respect my name. I would like to take a moment to say that I actually really like OG Jared quite a bit. Um, I feel, I feel like he actually is a nice guy or presenting as a nice guy. He's definitely he, presenting as more of a nice guy. I he's agree. nice yeah. presenting. <laughs> meaning that like, he, yeah, he's nice presenting, meaning that he probably is a fuckboy in real life, but he categorizes himself as nice on this show. Um, I'd like him. Uh, he loses points for awkward scarf styling. Oh my gosh. Uh, but, but <laughs> we have to talk about like the, him. we need to the talk about that. He's wearing that night at that the pool night. party. He is wearing like spectacles, a bandana, <laughs> A decorative scarf, plaid pants, a skin tight Half a jacket, because he's got a he's jacket got on one arm, He's got his dark jacket remember? slung over one shoulder. He's just carrying <laughs> it. It is no, a lot of slung in. His, his arm is through one arm, and then the <laughs> other the other part of the jacket is just hanging off his shoulder. What so I guess the that's the thing fuck? now. <laughs> this is so much look. It was like yeah. he took seven outfits and just combined all of them. And also, this is the so guy aggressive. who tries too hard to not sound dumb. Listen to his description. <laughs> Fitness coach, social media influencer, brand ambassador, entrepreneur. Okay, we expected those, right? Now, besides his various professions, Jared also has a myriad of hobbies. He loves reading books, writing poetry, playing chess. Okay, just stop. Yeah, already, Okay, <laughs> like uh, Figuring out Ikea furniture without the instructions. Come on. <laughs> no, that I resent, because that could hurt me ultimately. If I sit on yeah. your couch and it falls apart, okay? <laughs> but Jared's other thing, OG Jared, is like, I'm really well-spoken. I'm sensitive. I'm open. And he proves this by consistently throughout the night trying to like, pick a fight with new Jared and then immediately gets so upset that he can't finish a sentence. And this happens. I feel like five times, like he just keeps being yeah. like, I'm going to stay calm, cool and collected, stay some, say some harsh things that get him worked out. He immediately is like, uh, well, I just, you, uh, sit down, sit down, shut up dickhead. And I was like, Dickhead's a big word in this, yeah. He also made the classic mistake of you're starting a fight again when you don't need to, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy is sitting down, other Jared is sitting down, and he comes and is right over him, pointing right in his face. So Always who do you think is going to look like an idiot, right? Yeah. Yes. You're going like to look, look like the asshole no matter what. You you played this all wrong. But he did play it wrong. A new yeah. Jared is also a loudmouth who is like needling him in front of Nikia in really unflattering 
ways. I was like, you're both playing this very poorly. It's like they both come off terribly in this fight. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Jared is pretty terrible. Awful. Like, it's just like, I'm going to impress this woman by making like bitchy remarks to this other man really loudly while she's talking with him. Like, that's my strategy. I think it's going to go well for me. Yeah. I don't like his toupee either. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest, guys. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fair to criticize that because he makes a, a comment to OG Jared about how his dreads look nappy, which I thought was, this is like kind of ruining Nakia's night. Um, But Sarah is hanging out with Welcome and her strategy is like, so like, are you an F boy? (laughs) Like, what's the deal? And she's like, uh, you know, kind of depends, depends on whether I like you or not. My name is Welcome. <laughs> Always welcoming every every comer. Yeah. Um, and Garrett, meanwhile, is like, I don't like that Welcome is making inroads, so I'm going to go steal Sarah away and be performatively vulnerable with her. Um, Ugh, and it, I, you I know what? That. He was like, it was like too convincing. Like he worked really hard on this little monologue. He sits down and is like. You know, like, I want to know how you feel about me because, like, I can't believe, like, I wake up and I'm like, this is crazy. I just met this girl. I'm like, you don't really like her. You don't. But, like, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, no, I don't. Like, I do. And I was like, Garrett, you're doing a lot here. Like, this is, like, carefully scripted. Garrett is a very effective fuckboy. I don't, I hate to admit it that someone with such a punchable ham face could be... (laughs) A good f boy, but like he's really God, is she it off. falling for it? Because she's definitely is. falling for she's it, falling. and and she's also the easiest mark. Yeah, like yeah, she's really just is. the easiest mark, and he is the classic reductress. Like, is he hot or is he just tall and white? Like that mm-hmm. is who Garrett is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Is he even tall? Like, it's almost like is he hot or is he just confident and white? He's confident. He's he bleached his teeth. Like he's playing all that stuff, right? You know, yeah. it's like he bleaches his teeth. He's like, you know, the guy has like those little toothpick things that you do. Oh yeah, home, guys, dental he's care. A big, he's, her he's a Bitcoin investor. Oh no, he's a Bitcoin like, investor. Thank you. No, I will be quiet over here while I wait to become richer than all of you a <laughs> holes. Listen, okay? but you do it as a hobby, okay? This is like this is him. Like this is what he's putting forward. Yeah, and um, I think that Sarah just. You know, she responds well to attention. She's basically like a thumb depressor with extensions. And she's just like happy to have someone talking to her, you know? Yeah. I re- listen again. I relate thumb to depressor, Sarah. Probably, I'm not like, a thumb depressor. If- <laughs> I like I liked thumb depressor. I, I was like, like oh my God, dep- you are not hitchhiking today, sir. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, and now Garrett's trying to even work the crowd like he's in his in the moments being like i came here for the game but like it's hard to admit it i really like her like oh she's such a good kisser yeah. whatever garrett not falling you're Don't full of shit garrett um, no we know cj uh is still into casey but she's basically decided that he's an f-boy she's like i'd have to treat you like a fixer upper house she has to explain the concept i love that i love i loved that he's like too. wait so i'm a rundown house she's like yeah <laughs> she's like yeah. yes exactly you need a lot of help. Yeah. Um, and then she compares him to when you're on a diet and you just want to have a little snack and then you eat it and you're I'm, like, I'm so bad. And I was like, CJ, I feel like you've And never you know done what? This. When she said that, 
I was so annoyed with her because I just ate an entire Domino's while I was watching this. So when I see this skinny, gorgeous person who's like, oh, yeah, remember when I just wanted that pretzel and I had it? I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I had twice as many almonds as usual for my mid-morning snack. It's very very Cher Horowitz being like, I had like three peanut M&Ms. I'm such a heifer. I just like that she has to explain the concept of a snack to him. Like, you know when sometimes you're hungry but you don't want a full meal. He's like, I'm not no, sure if I follow. Not. Mm-hmm. No. He's like, I only eat like steamed chicken breasts and spinach. <laughs> no. um, I eat so nope. much pizza every day at the pizzeria, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, they're moving rapidly toward eliminations. Um, Nikki sort of visits the gals to see how they're feeling. And she asks them, this was a weird little interlude. She's like, when do you usually have sex with a guy? And so they don't really respond before she's like, listen, girls will say, but I want to have sex. But they don't realize that they may get more attached than they expect. And like, Nikki, let these women let live. Let them live. Let them fuck. Okay. Let them live. I think that it would be good for them to have <laughs> sex with some of these guys, you know, and just start like getting it out of their system if they must like i don't well, know it's like how it's like it's like getting a job at the burlington coat factory and then refusing to try on coats okay? <laughs> you, you have all these coats try them on try them I on mean, it, try them yeah but it's not like you... it's a show about you know being like the sweetest most innocent person ever right. no one said that you can't f2 get in there but you try know when out. you put on the coat and the oxytocin kicks in and you're like i can't take <laughs> you're off like, i coat. must have this coat now i must take it with More me attached. i must purchase it or you're having that moment where you're like this smells weird and so many people have been inside this coat <laughs> oh god um it's time for eliminations uh ryan already left because of a medical emergency no one remembers who he is they have to show in a hot in a montage highlight him to show i appreciated this because i definitely had yep. no idea who ryan was yeah no idea apparently yeah. he was a nice guy uh r.i.p so uh eliminations nikia picks kevin um, because he hasn't connected with any of them. And indeed, I had forgotten he was there. Jamie, uh, again, not ready for a relationship. CJ picks Matt because she keeps picking him for her team and he keeps wandering back to Sarah. And I was like, so you're, you want to eliminate him because he is interested in Sarah. Like he's like genuinely maybe interested in Sarah. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, Sarah seems okay with it. CJ picks Matt and Mark. Um, she picks Mark because she's friend zoning him. In other words, she hates his terrible stand up. Sarah picks Fernando and Chris. And this Mm. is where the problem comes up because she says to Chris, like, I'm not sure why you're there. And he says to find a fiance. Wrong show, Chris. Dial it back. And so she eliminates him. They eliminate Jamie, Mark, and Chris. And CJ goes, wait, what? No, I just, we've been talking and we still have a lot we need to cover. It wouldn't be right for him to leave now. Which is so transparent. Like, I'm like, you almost yeah. eliminated him last week. Everyone can tell you don't have a romantic connection. Like, do you want people yeah. to know he's the mole? At this point, Jared even says in his, like, in-the-moment interview, he's like, okay, so Chris is the mole. I see <laughs> yeah. what's happening. Yeah. They all know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's determined that he not go. And Sarah's like, okay, whatever. Like, he stays, but I'm not willing to send Fernando home because of this. So CJ has to cut... Matthew as well to make the number three eliminated and Sarah's like okay like sure Matthew's into me but you know I trust CJ she feels strongly 
So like in this moment, if I were Sarah, I probably would have been like, what the hell? Like Matthew actually likes me. And like, yeah, but Sarah's so easygoing. She's like, ah, okay. Yeah. Sure. No, but but Sarah also doesn't want a nice guy. She's saying she oh, wants yeah. a nice guy, but oh, she's drawn agree. to freaking Garrett. And she Matt is like Garrett. so blatantly a nice guy because he's like, um, so I think I should be here because um, uh, I wanted to make origami cranes for everyone, and I didn't get a chance <laughs> to yet. So, and they're like, oh, ew. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's clearly a nice guy. Yeah, they yeah, are I mean, in fact all three nice all guys. All nice guys. Yeah, I mean, he's cute, but he's also doing that double hairline thing that the guys are doing where they <laughs> shave one thing and then the uh, there's like the real hair coming out. Like they're trying to look like they're wearing a piece on purpose. It's the weirdest hairstyle, yeah. so he needs to go. But he was in the <laughs> Army National Guard, which huh. is nice, I guess. And he's not a home construction person. He's a renovation salesman. Oh. So mm, I like him. See, he would know what a fixer-upper is, and that's valuable. He would. That is true. a partner. <laughs> Um, he would take yeah. it as a compliment. <laughs> what I love about Matt is that he's like, well, now that I'm out, let me share all of the gossip I have yeah. on the men who remain. And I was like, Matt, <laughs> I am living for this. You're my new favorite. I love you. And he's like, yeah. So Garrett just like volunteered to me off camera that he was always messing around with L.A. hoes back home. Wouldn't look at any of these women. Sarah's not ready for a relationship. Uh, and also Greg and Garrett both have girlfriends. Goodbye. I'll go to the nice guy grotto now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See ya. Beans out. <laughs> Garrett says it was a four-month relationship, and then we agreed to take a break. And Matt's like, well, are you looking for love on your break, or is this just a joke to you? And Sarah's like, listen, I am on Rachel's side. A break is not a breakup. Like, we were, on, they were on a break. Like, that's not a breakup. And Nikki's like, what's your ex thinking right now? And Garrett says, she's probably hurt. And I was like, what is your, what's your story here exactly? You're like, we mutually broke up. It was not serious, but she's definitely very hurt that this is happening. And right. also it was a break. And also not it was a, a break, breakup. Not a breakup. So what he's basically. All I heard was four months. I've been with someone for four months. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's much longer than I ever expected. <laughs> so <laughs> the most surprising thing is that, is that Garrett has a girlfriend. Like that is the, yeah. my big, I was like a girlfriend. Like, so you can commit. Great job. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, doesn't so. mean he was faithful to her, though. Uh, clearly not. True. I mean, here's the thing. We all know. So Sarah's like, well, you know, this is definitely a turn off. I'm not coming interested in it anymore. But what's going to happen is next episode, he's going to sit down with her and say, you know, it was so hard being adopted. I just, I get scared because I don't know, like, what, I I get scared of situations that my dad left my mom. Didn't and, he say that? Uh, Didn't Garrett say that at some point where he said, I'm afraid of abandonment? Yeah, because he was He said abandoned. something like, that was part of his, mm-hmm. yeah, that was part of his thing. Yeah. So he'll just say, he'll just, he'll say that this is just a, the, I'll say it's part of the trauma of his life and that he knows that the right girl that he can get past it. He's like willing to fix himself for the right girl. He's going to do all that stuff where she'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, he's going to pull the whole, I was an F boy and I just came here for fun and to hang with my bros, but then I met someone like you who's so special. Yeah, going to make it five months, baby. Me and you five months. I think, unfortunately, we uh, can all see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why they have to leave us on a cliffhanger here. And that brings us to the end. Uh, Any final takeaways about the first three episodes of this incredible work of television? (laughs) 
<laughs> we covered you know, they a lot. good eliminations. You know, the elimin- I have to say, there was they had two really noteworthy eliminations. You had that guy, Charlie, who said he was uh, a nice guy. And they're like, no, you're a fuckboy. You had this, like, truth bomb that Matt delivered. That was great. So I've been surprised at how uh, invested I seem to have gotten at, at some of these cliffhangers. The eliminations are really good. I was like, they need to introduce more stuff like this into the rose ceremonies, which are stultifying. Like... This is great television. I mean, my overall thought um, when I finished the third episode was that I definitely need to concentrate on my my fitness pal and hmm. push ups. Okay, that was basically what I left away feeling. I was like, <laughs> I need to work on myself. Okay, <laughs> thanks, thanks HBO Max. Thanks, you dicks. I just was so happy that I didn't look like any of them, to be honest. I was like, nothing about this makes me want to look like the people on my screen. And in a way, I I think that's a service. Yeah, it's that almost is. like looking at like a foreign universe of like alien aliens and being like, <laughs> that's wow, true. that's how hot people date. That's so nice yeah. and interesting for them. No, thank you. I'm so glad I'm on my couch right now. And uh, also, I have to say, they do, you know how, you know, when someone's talented and then someone will give them a compliment saying, wow, they really made it look effortless. These people do not make it look effortless. And I appreciate it. Like, you can see how much work goes into that. And it just looks exhausting. Yeah, I mean, no wonder true. Peter needed to nap all the time. <laughs> I relate to that, quite frankly. And I'm not even hot so you know how do they do it oh it's yes you are get stop out of here it. don't make stop me come it. on your podcast and start sexually <laughs> oh harassing you and telling you how you thank, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on this was so much fun can you tell the people where they can find you because i personally am obs- I'm obsessed with your podcast and think all of our listeners should listen to it too Thank you. Well, we're at watchwhatcrappens.com. That's easy. All our links are there. Uh, on Instagram, we're at watchwhatcrappens. On Twitter, at whatcrappens. I'm at Ronnie Karam with a K. And Ben is at Ben Mantelker, um, both on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it for this bonus episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our guests, Ben Mandelker and Ronnie Karam. And check out their podcast, Watch What Crappens, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This podcast was edited by Harry Huggins. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And more importantly, please tell all your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. Help us get the word out about our new name. You can also find us on Twitter at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back soon to recap the second installment of F Boy Island. Stitcher. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. 
You don't have to hide how you feel. 